Welcome to the More Than Just a Type podcast, a place where we explore what it takes to live your best life. I'm your host, Taja Cato, expert in type 1 diabetes and fat loss, entrepreneur, and lover of all things fitness and personal development. Each week, we'll bring you a tangible tool, tip, or insight that'll inspire you and empower you to take action, achieve your goals, and live your best life. You guys, thank you for tuning in today. You could be doing a million other things on this beautiful day, but you are here with me and wherever you are, you are taking me with you and I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you. And can you believe it's World Diabetes Day? World Diabetes Day. We have one special day that it's dedicated to us, which is amazing because it's all about the awareness, but really every day should be World Diabetes Day because it's such a big part of our lives and it kind of is, right? Because every day you should be celebrated for all of the hard work that you put in just managing this disease and living your best life. It's a lot of work. And can you believe that I didn't even know Diabetes Awareness Month was a thing until a couple of years ago, let alone Diabetes World Diabetes Day. I didn't even know that existed until ugh, it could have even been last year. It, I, I don't even know, but I, for the long, I didn't even know it existed. And then on social media, I started seeing it. I'm like, huh, maybe I should post something about World Diabetes Day. <laughs> so it really wasn't that long ago. And um, I just think you guys are amazing. So in celebration of you on this beautiful day and always just take this moment to really appreciate yourself because even if you are not where you want to be yet, you are here right now doing the best that you can, and that is all that really matters. So just take the second to appreciate yourself because I sure am appreciating you right now in this moment. So today I'm actually super duper excited because I'm going to be sharing my top 10 takeaways from my 20s. These are things that I have learned in the last 10 years and I'm, I was sitting here just jotting down some notes because I was like, I really want this to be a valuable episode for you so that you can really take away some things that will allow you to be unstoppable at whatever age you are. So even if you're not in your 20s or however you old you are, you are definitely going to learn some amazing takeaways in this episode, but it's just crazy how fast time flies, isn't it? Like, I just, I don't even know where the last 10 years has gone. And before we dive into this fun episode, will you do me a quick favor? Will you just take this quick second, the next couple of seconds to be sure that you have subscribed to this podcast if you love it, if you don't love it, then don't subscribe. I, you probably aren't even going to listen to this episode if you don't even like it. Um, but do take a minute to subscribe because it'll make sure that you don't miss out on future episodes. And then also, if you haven't left a review yet, please, if you only if you feel called to do so, please do leave a review because that is the way that more of our fellow type ones will come across this podcast and learn some of the information that we share and that we talk about. And so if you feel like any of these episodes have been valuable to you and you want other people to have the same opportunity, then please do take a second to leave just a short review or even at least share it with a friend. That would really mean the world to me. So thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do that. And because it is World Diabetes Day, I just, I want to shout all of you guys out. Like, I want you to know just how amazing you are. And if you are wanting to just lose weight, I know this can be such a weird topic because for the longest time, and I was actually thinking about this last night, but for the longest time, I, I mean, I've, I was always so self-conscious about my body and I, it was something that I felt so insecure about. And so when I finally achieved my, my weight, when I finally lost weight and I achieved my fitness goal and it's, also weird because when I say achieved, it's like I lost the weight and I leaned down, I built muscle, but 
as soon as you get to where you think you want to be, then you all of a sudden have another goal. And so you never really finish the journey. Like there's never an end to it. I don't think, well, maybe there is, maybe I'm just not there yet, but that's been my experience so far. So I'm always like working towards becoming a better version of myself. And I don't know if you can relate to that, but if you can relate and maybe you are right now in this moment thinking, darn, I want to lose weight. I want to feel more confident in my skin. I want to kick off 2020 just feeling like the best version of myself and wear a bikini next summer, then I have a free audio training. If you haven't heard of it, if you haven't downloaded it, it's an audio training and an ebook and it covers tips for calculating your macros and how to lose weight. It's 12 tips that are going to be very helpful to you if you are wanting to start your fat loss journey. And the reason why I say it's such a weird topic is because I think, you know, not everyone needs to lose weight. And for people that might feel like they need to lose weight, or maybe they they are comfortable, they're a little bit bigger than other people, but they're like super secure in their bodies. And it's all about body confidence and body love. And so the whole fat loss subject can be kind of like, not really looked upon as a positive thing. Um, and the reason, yeah, it's, it's just so weird because I totally get the body positivity and feel, I think it's amazing to feel confident, whatever size you are. I think that's such a big, important thing. And then to me, the reason why I guess like fat loss has been such a, a big thing that I focused on and that I help other people achieve is because, and it's not about like, Oh, let's like lose fat. Yeah. You need to lose fat. Like let's get you skinny. It's not about that. It's because for the longest time, even when I wasn't like super overweight, I've had people that have said stuff like, Oh, like you, you, your pictures, you know, aren't, super heavy. You make me feel like shit about myself basically because I'm so much heavier than you, but that's not the point. The point is just like, it doesn't matter what size. I always felt insecure in my skin because I was never where I wanted to be physically. And so I don't think it's about the size that you are. I think it's just about feeling good in your skin. And so if you feel like losing some weight is going to make you feel more confident, then that's the whole point right? Like you should be able to feel amazing in your skin and to just feel like the best version of yourself. And it's such an inner feeling. And it's not something that we can just explain to everyone else. Because even when I wasn't super overweight and people would say, oh, you don't need to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. But so I kind of, I kind of stopped trying to like tell people what my goal was because I felt like they, I felt like people judged me when I was overweight. I felt like people judged me when I said I wanted to lose weight because then they'd be like, but you don't need to lose that much weight or you don't need to lose weight. But I'm like, it's, it's just like how I felt. So I was always just like insecure no matter what. Um, but that's, that's, just now I'm like rambling on, but that was just such a a thing for me. So I feel like it's more of a personal, a personal thing and such an individual goal that we all have. So it doesn't mean that everyone needs to lose weight or everyone wants to lose weight. If you feel good, how you feel, that's amazing. I, I am so like, I admire that so much, but for those of you who do feel like confidence is something that you are striving for and you, in your, the back of your mind, you're like, I think I'd feel more confident if I lost a bit of weight or whatever, then this ebook is for you. So it's free. All you have to do to download it is go to diabeticfitnessworld.com forward slash type one. And I'm also going to link to it in the show notes. So it'll be super easy for you to check out. Okay, enough about that. (laughs) Let's dive into my top 10 takeaways from my 20s. And you guys, I know I've said it before, but my my 30th birthday is on the 16th of November. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but it's on the 16th. So we're a few days away and I know I'm probably making such a big deal about it, but, and it's not that big of a deal, but I guess, um, I guess it is just seems like a big number. And, and not a big number. It's not old by any means. I'm super excited to leave my 20s, but I think it's just that whole decade thing, you know, like 30, 20, 30, 40, 50. And then, yeah, you know what I mean. So 
before further ado, let's go ahead go ahead and dive in. So my first takeaway is travel. When I was 23 years old, I traveled to India. I went to Asia for three months. I It was a trip that my dad had wanted to plan for a long time with my, my sister and I. And it was super cool because when I was a baby, my, my parents always traveled to India. They really fell in love with the culture there, with just so many things about India. And I think I was actually conceived at the Taj Mahal or not at the Taj Mahal. My parents did not conceive me at the Taj Mahal, but like in that town, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Don't don't quote me on this. I, I'll have to double check with them. But um, it's it's been a really, a really big part of just my childhood, really. When I look back at photos, it's me in India of all of these pictures in New Delhi. And I this is going back really far, but, um, I had a really bad reaction to an immunization shot when I was, I think I was like two or yeah. So, um, my doctor thought that that could have been a reason that I got diagnosed with type one later in my life, but I'm not really sure. I also got whooping cough and I think I almost died in India. So maybe that could have had something to do with it. Anyways, I think travel is such an important thing. And when I was 23 years old, when we went back to India, so we traveled, we went to Nepal, we hiked the Annapurna, then we went to Thailand and it, we spent three months and we, my dad is, is so amazing because we didn't stay in super nice hotels. We really roughed it which I am so grateful for. And I realized because I never ever thought of myself as being a materialistic person, but I, I never had in like when I was younger, I went traveling with my family and stuff, but as an adult in my later life, as, as an older person, I never had the experience of really traveling and roughing it and just learning about different cultures and learning what it was like to live somewhere else and not have the things that we take for granted and sleep in places that weren't really that comfortable. And we trekked through the Himalayas, which was probably the most amazing time in my entire life because I've always struggled with anxiety and during that, like it's so much better now, but during that time when I was 23, I was really, really struggling with it. And, um, being in the mountains, in the wilderness, in the forest, and just hiking every single day with no one around you. And then sleeping in these little tea houses, it was just so calming and so beautiful. And so that's something that I'll always remember, but the basic takeaway here is just that travel can be the best education and in so many different ways. Not only are you learning about different cultures, but as a type one too, it's like you learn so much about yourself and your capabilities and traveling for three months with all of your insulin supplies and all of these things. It can be such a huge learning experience and such a beautiful thing and something that I would recommend to everyone. I think that everyone should really make travel a priority, traveling the world. And in my opinion, it's the best education that you can ever have. And I don't believe that you've truly lived your life until you do that and do it messy. Don't try to stay in like four star hotels and be really open to immersing yourself in that culture because there's so many things that we take for granted, like brushing your teeth with running water or with water in general, or drinking a glass of water. Like there's so many things that we take for granted here that we don't really think about it. And I had to apologize to my dad after we got home because there was certain days when I was like, just, I was like, I don't want to stay in that place. And I kind of, I was a bit of a brat, to be honest. I was a bit of a brat and it wasn't until the end of that trip that I thought, gosh, like I am sorry for saying things like that or trying to, you know, make myself, I don't know what it was. I, I think I, it was hard for me to let go of the comfort that I was used to in a certain sense. And so when I got home, it was a really eye-opening moment and it was filled with so much growth and so much more respect for the world and so much respect for my dad for really putting my sister and I in in that environment and really and really 
waking us up to so much that's out there that we don't even know. There's, I can't even explain to you the, just how, how important it is to really immerse yourself in a, in a different cultures. And I honestly think it's something that we should do as adults. We should do something like that every few years, because I think it's so easy to get caught up in the mundane flow of what we're used to in North America or wherever you live. There's so many things that you get used to. And until you really experience and just refresh yourself and put yourself in other situations and live how other people are living in the world, it's something that is just, it's, it's the best thing ever because it's not until you live another way that you realize that none of those things that you think matter you realize that they don't actually matter at all. And our culture teaches us to be a certain way and to care about certain things. The new best thing, the car, the house, the do you, like the nice bed, like all of these fucking things that don't actually matter. And what really matters when you can let go of the need to get to the next destination and to just have the next thing, when you can let go of all of that and really just live fully in the present moment and be happy with everything that you have here right now in this moment, even if that's very little or nothing, you really learn what matters in life. And that is really just love and connection and none of anything else matters at all. So the takeaway here is to be open and immerse yourself in other cultures and really try to live more in the present moment and be mindful of everything that you have, even if it doesn't feel like that much or even if you're there's so much more that you want in life just try to take a second right now to really feel gratitude for everything that you have right now in this moment even if it's just good health right now today you know I think that's such an important reminder all right so the second takeaway of my 20s is when I was 24 I moved to California and it's crazy because when I tell people this story, they look at me and they say, you are so brave. Like, how did you do that? I could never do that. But here's the thing. It's something that I had dreamed for so long. And I knew in the pit of my stomach that I was meant to be in California. Like I came here when I was 11 years old. I came with my best friend and her mom. And I think we were here for a week and we did the whole like Hollywood Hills tour and I never came back. So I went, came here when I was 11, never came back. But since then, I always had this dream. I was like, one day I'm going to live in California. And I even found this old journal of mine and on it or in it, I had written something like, one day I'm going to be living in Hollywood or it was like something like that. And it was in this chicken scratch from like probably when I was 11 <laughs> and so to me, it's not that crazy because when you want something bad enough, when you really know that th that whatever it is, that's the thing for you that you need in your life, you're going to make it happen. And so I think that's just, that's just what I did. Like I, at the time, so it was after I, we had gotten back from India, from our traveling and at the time, you know, I had packed up my stuff, I put it in storage. And so I was ready to, um, I was ready to make the, the transition. And I, I had been dating this guy for seven years. I, I was like, oh, it was hard. It was hard to leave my family. It was hard to leave my, well, at the time, my fiance. And I, but I just knew that I had to do it. I was like, Taja, if, if you're going to do it, now's the time. All your shit's in storage, like now's the time. So I packed up my little car and I remember it was like six o'clock in the morning. I was, I stayed at my dad's and I remember he got up with me. He got up with the birds and he stood at the door. He took my picture and I, I can just remember I drove away and I looked back and he was just standing there waving and it's just... And then ever since then, like I've been in California, that was what, six years ago. So I would just say, do it. Like I met my, I, and I wouldn't recommend this, but at the time I had, I went on Craigslist. I met a couple girls that wanted to live together. They were looking for roommates. Um, and 
I so we Skyped. It wasn't creepy or anything, but I had never had roommates before. I'd always always lived with boyfriends. And so the whole thing was just new, but I, I just knew in my heart that it was the right thing to do. And I remember it took me two days to drive here. One night I stayed in a super crappy motel, could barely even, I don't even think the door locked properly. I remember like shoving a chair in front of it to, so to make sure that no one would like bust in in the middle of the night, like one of those really crappy motels that are just like on the ground level. Anyways, stayed there. And then I just remember when I was driving, it was in Santa Monica. I just remember driving the palm trees were there just on the either side of the street. And I remember just being like feeling so excited and so just like, this is home, (laughs) you know, like it was just such a fun feeling. And It was a big transition, but I think you guys, when you want something bad enough, you can make it happen for yourself. So don't let your fears get in the way or hold you back from what you want in life. It's the only way that you can really live your life and look back with no regrets and just really, really trust, like let your dreams lead the way. This is the takeaway. There's a reason that you're being pulled in one direction. So it's important that you're listening to your inner guidance and you're not being swayed by, by what other people think that you should be doing or doing with your life because only you know and when you do follow that feeling then only amazing opportunities can come from there so that is what I wanted to say about that and number three the third takeaway here is that after I moved to LA a year later I did long distance with my Um, boyfriend, my fiance, we did get engaged, but it was, I think in my heart, I just knew that it wasn't, he wasn't the right person for me, but for so long, I tried to ignore it. (laughs) And I really, I never wanted to hurt him either, but then it just got to the point where I just knew. And when I know, I know, I'm sure that maybe you can feel the same when you just like, you just, I mean, I get these gut reactions. You might feel it somewhere differently, but I get these gut reactions that just tell me like, yes or no. And so it was one of the hardest things I had to do when I, when we broke it off, because I, I knew that I hurt him really badly and I never wanted to do that. Obviously, if it was the other way around, it would be hard as well, maybe harder. I don't know, but I just knew that it had to be done because I just felt like it wasn't right. And so I broke up with him and it was very, 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 very difficult. But the takeaway is just letting go of what doesn't serve you will only open the doors to let things into your life that you truly want. And the key here is just being okay with being uncomfortable and putting your own happiness first sometimes. And that doesn't mean that you're a selfish person. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but when you can trust that what you can't see in the future isn't as scary as you think that it might be, or that is because sometimes when you don't, when you can't see that far ahead, you just don't really know what, what you should be doing. And sometimes we I think we just stay comfortable with where we are, but that's not going to, that's not going to serve you down the road and your happiness is so important. So sometimes just putting your happiness first is really the most important thing because at the end of the day, your heart always knows what's best and your heart knows that in what will make you the happiest. So the fourth takeaway is being alone and being single. And the reason why I threw this in here is because For my whole entire life, pretty much, I always was in a relationship. Like starting at probably the age of like 14 or 15, I was always dating. And it wasn't that I was always looking for a boyfriend. And I I just always ended up in these relationships and they always lasted so long. It's like my mom always says relationships are so easy to get into, but not very easy to get out of. And this might not be the case for everyone. I think everyone's path is going to be slightly different. So you might have the opposite experience with this, but this is what I have found. And so I had never really had the chance to be single. And so growing up, you know, my teens, my early twenties, I always was in a relationship. And so when I was 25, I was single and I, this was such an important part in my life because I, 
I learned so much about myself. Like I always say that you learn so much about yourself when you are in a relationship because the person that you're with is like a mirror to you. So you can kind of reflect to each other the things that you need to work on personally. But when you are alone, and this is the case, what I found for me, you know, I got my own apartment finally. And so I, I had so much freedom to just get to know myself. It was like every single day I was on a date with myself and I was getting to know how I actually worked being on my own and and learning how the things that I really wanted, you know? Like I didn't have to think about anyone else and I was able to come home and just say like, what do you really, really want? So that was something that was really was really big for me because I'd never experienced that before. So if you are the kind of person that has never experienced having time to yourself and maybe you're a little bit afraid, I would say just let go of that fear and be okay with being alone because there's so much that you can learn about yourself and you're not going to be alone forever. And so that was something that was really important to me. So the takeaway here really is that if you find yourself alone, single, even if that's not what you really truly want, use it as an opportunity to get to know yourself and ask yourself, what do I really want in life? What do I really want? What is going to make me happiest? And use it as an opportunity instead of an obstacle because you're not, you might not be where you want to be yet, but there's still a lot of opportunity in the situation that you're in that will help you grow in the future. And then when I met Herman, who is my boyfriend now, so this is number five, but I wasn't necessarily ready to be in a relationship at the time. Like I, I wasn't looking to be in a relationship, but that's always what happens, right? Like you meet people when you're least expecting it. So that's another little tip. Like if you are single right now and you really want to be in a relationship, maybe just take a step back and stop focusing on it so much. Cause it's those things, those times when you can let go of that need that they, they just come to you. Because I think when we're constantly trying to control things that we want to have in our life and we're trying to really control that situation, bring that person in, going and have that, that thing or whatever it is. Like when we can just kind of like let go of it, it just comes naturally. I don't know if you found that with any situations in your life, but I do believe that not even just with relationships with, there's so many, I think with everything, the key is just being able to let go so that you can actually have a chance to receive it a lot better. <laughs> but I, I, the takeaway here, so Herman and I, we were best friends and I was so scared to start dating him because I, I didn't want to ruin our friendship. Like when I met him, I, I felt like I had known him forever. He was just one of those people that I felt like I knew on a soul level and, and that I connected with. And I, it was just this feeling and maybe I don't know if you believe in past lives, but maybe our past had crossed before. Like I just had this, this feeling that I had known him for a really long time. And that, and then I just gave it a chance. And it's funny because my mom was like, she said, you guys have been dating for far longer than you think because you just have been like, even though we were friends, I'm like, I guess you're right. Uh, but the takeaway here is just to give, give it a chance, whatever it is, if it's a relationship, if, if you think you want it, but you don't really know, you can always do that. Like gut check-in if you want, um, or just see what feels right to you. But sometimes it's those things that you're most scared of that when you do give it a chance, amazing things can happen. And so even if it's not re related to a relationship, if you do just give it a chance, see what happens. And that's the only way that you'll know if it's the right thing for you. So that is the takeaway here. And the sixth takeaway is I, so I was, I think I was 26. Yep. 26. And that's when I started 
my fitness journey. Like, like I feel like my whole life, to be honest, was a big, long fitness journey because I was always trying to achieve a goal and, and then not achieving it. But 26 was the time that, you know, I had met Herman. He was into macronutrition and strength training, and he had gone through his own fitness journey. And so perhaps that is another, another reason why he was graced into my life because there was things that I could learn from him. And so he was the one that got me really into the whole fitness thing because it was a side of fitness that I had never learned before. I had learned other things through working with, you know, trainers and whatnot, but I had never really learned the whole side of macronutrition. And then that's what got me into really learning about macros in terms of being type one diabetic and strength training in terms of being type one diabetic and all of the things that I couldn't find information on when I first dove into this industry. And so that this number six, when I was 26, this is kind of what what helped me achieve my fitness goals because for so long I had struggled and then all of a sudden I started implementing these things that allowed me to achieve the transformation that I had always wanted and so that is was such another prominent thing in my life and this during this time is when I was able to finally accept my diabetes as well and it wasn't because of my fitness goals it was taking the initiative to learn the steps that I needed to take that made me dive into the diabetes side as well, because I feel like diabetes and your physical goals, whatever they may be, they are so correlated because in order to exercise and eat and all of these things, your diabetes is going to be involved. And so in order to get to the next level of my fitness, I really had to take control of my diabetes. I couldn't any longer just put it to the sideline and and not put a lot of thought into it. I really had to make it the forefront of everything that I was doing. And so that is really what propelled me forward. So that is another takeaway from my 20s is just to really, and I can't tell you to accept your diabetes if you're not there yet, because it takes time. And you guys were the most, the top, the number one factor that helped me in actually being able to accept my diabetes because even when I was diving into learning about my diabetes in terms of exercise and nutrition, it was you seeing you guys wearing your pump and your Dexcom and all of these things on social media that actually made me think I'm not alone. And it made me feel like I was brave enough to do the same. So thank you for that. But really here, the takeaway is to whatever you're doing, whatever your goals are, A, like don't give up on your dreams because you will get there. And even if it takes a really long time, like me trying to achieve my fitness goals, even if it takes what seems like your whole entire life, you will get there as long as you don't give up because success is inevitable as long as you don't give up. And confidence is something that you build with time. So like anything, you have to just be willing to make time for it and really lovingly put the effort in every single day and forgive yourself when you fall off the wagon, whatever it may be. This could be not even fitness related, but making your diabetes part of the process and really not ignoring your diabetes and putting more mindfulness and more self-awareness into it and making it a part of everything that you are doing can really help you so, so, so much. And so that is the takeaway here. All right. So number seven, this is a big one for me and I, it might be a big one for you too, actually. I don't know where you're at with your life, but it doesn't even have to be in your twenties. It could be at any age, letting go of a job that I hated. And this is such a big thing because I don't think that you can live your best life There's no way that you can be your best self if you are going to a job every single day that is not fulfilling you because you spend so many hours doing that work that you do. And if you are not lit up by it, if it is not fulfilling you, then how do you expect to be the best version of yourself when you get home after working like eight or nine hours? It's just it's just something that I think is such an important thing to think about. And I also, I I see this so often when 
people, myself included in the past, we get so comfortable and with where we are that it almost seems too scary to take the leap and try something different because we've done it for so long that we think, what's the point? Or what if I fail? And there's so many what ifs that we attach things to, or sometimes we might even attach our worth to what we are doing that it's too scary. It's too risky to let go and try something that might make us a little bit happier, might light us up a little bit more. So instead, we stay in the same routine that we've been in for so long because it's the comfortable thing to do. And we don't really ever reach our full potential because I've seen it and I just really feel that this is such a big thing. And so I want you to know that if you know, you're stuck right now, if you're stuck hating your job, you always have a choice. You have a choice to wake up every single morning and do go to that job and do that thing, be in that relationship, whatever it is. And so when you can make the choice to maybe even dip your toes in the water somewhere else, even while you're working at that job, that's what I did. You know, it wasn't that I cut everything out cold turkey. I just started dipping my toes in the water and really figuring out what it is that was going to make me happy. And then I decided to take the leap. I didn't know how I was going to take the leap. I hated my job. I, I used to come home in tears because I hated it so much. And eventually, you know, I had made the decision to quit and then I ended up like basically getting fired. <laughs> so it was kind of like the universe just, you know, saw how bad I wanted it and really just was granted me with what I wanted. And so just for you to know, the universe always has your back. And so when something isn't serving you, it's far better to just let it go. And even if you're afraid, it's okay to be afraid. That's a normal feeling, but be afraid and let go of that that doesn't serve you because it will only sh allow space for better things to come in. And when you do close the door, when you show the universe that you're serious and you close that door, a new door is always going to open for you. And sometimes that door is going to be way better than anything you could have ever imagined. Anything that you can even imagine is possible for you right now in this moment. So that is the takeaway. Be afraid, but let go of what isn't serving you because when you do that, you are going to achieve so, so much success. Whatever success looks like to you. All right, so takeaway number eight is starting my own business. And it was such a crazy thing because for so long, I wanted to, I had a completely different plan for my life. I mean, I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like my first, one of my first takes into entrepreneurship was when I was in Nepal and I decided I wanted to start a scarf business. So I, you know, bought all these scarves and then it, it just didn't really go as planned because I don't think I was ever super passionate about scarves. I just thought it was a fun idea. My dad has always been super supportive with anything that I wanted to do. So that was kind of the first thing. I think I always knew that I wanted to be my own boss. I always, I've always hated people trying to tell me what to do. I always have a plan. And so that, that was always been something ever since I was very, very young, I guess, that I've always been after. But when I moved to California, my goal was to be a model, to do acting. And so I was so stuck on that. Like, I remember when I first moved to California in my early twenties, it was all about parties. There'd be like drugs everywhere, alcohol, going to the Playboy Mansion, like all of these crazy things that I'd always dreamed about when I was growing up. And I was excited, you know, when it, it was finally coming true. And I was like, yeah, this is the life, like just getting all crazy. And then I, when I met Herman, he always said, you know, there's such a bigger plan for you. And I was like, and I remember one night we got in the biggest fight because he said, he was like, why don't you do something with your diabetes? Cause we had, I just started getting into fitness. I had, you know, lost all this weight and I had been really learning about diabetes management, blood sugars, and all of these things in correlation with fitness. And when I Dot, when I'm interested in something, I really dive into it and I learn everything that I can about it. I kind of get a bit obsessed. And so he was here and he's like, why don't you do something with your diabetes? Like, I think that you could really, 
you know, do something with that. And I got so mad at him and I was like, you don't get it. I'm going to be in Playboy and I'm going to do all of these things. And he, and we got in such a big fight. And then I don't know if it was like a couple days later or a couple weeks. And I all of a sudden had this like nudge to start a blog because I was like, you know, I just want to help other people find the information that I was looking for for so long when I first started my fitness journey and a blog would be a fun idea. And so that's kind of what started everything. But he was really the person that had the balls to kind of like, you know, even mention, I mean, maybe no one else saw that that might have been something that I should do. I don't know if my mom has had said something in the past, but I was always so, I was always so against anything to do with my diabetes because for so long, I was so ashamed of it that I wanted to hide it and I didn't want to be different than anyone else. So I would be, I was so appalled, you know, by the fact that like he would even say, you should make your diabetes into something. And I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, no way. I was not ready for that. But And I wasn't ready for it right when he said it, but he was right. Herman, you are right. (laughs) But anyway, so that's basically my story that started the whole idea. And then, you know, over time, I, I think when you are kind of just following those nudges that you get, And I think I was, maybe I was also starting my Saturn return. I was 27 at the time. So I think your Saturn return, if you don't know anything about it in astrology, it's like, a big shift that happens between 27, I think, and 30 that sort of like really puts you on, on your purpose and on, on your path. So I, I could have been starting my Saturn return. I know that I'm in it right now. I'm almost 30, but, um, anyways, there was all of these changes that came up. So I started my, my, my own business and then it just kind of, you know, it was growing every single year and it's grown into what it is today. And so that's now what I'm doing full time. And every single morning, I really do wake up just full of gratitude for having the opportunity to just connect with all of you and to be at home and to be my own boss. And it's, it's a really amazing feeling. And so the takeaway here is that, there's nothing that you can't do. And it doesn't matter how many people are doing it. It doesn't matter what skill set you have or don't have or what you think you need before you do the thing. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. When you really want something, if it's something that you can't stop thinking about it, when your heart is in the right place, then the universe you know, it'll just happen for you. The universe always has your back. And so sometimes you can't know the things that like how it's all going to work out. You don't need to know the how, but when you take action and you start doing the things that you want, everything will fall into place. And I really, really know that to be true. So bottom line, there's nothing that you can't do. Remember that. All right, so the ninth takeaway is letting go of friendships. And this was a really hard thing in my 20s because I left all of my friends and family in Canada when I moved to LA. And I'm still friends with them, obviously, but I didn't have that support system. And then when I moved here, I I still, it took me a long time to meet friends. And so when I did meet friends, I had really, really close friends in LA when I first moved here, but because I was so into this scene, you know, I met a lot of them through Playboy and I I was just such in this different scene and I respect them. I still love them, but we just kind of went on a different path. So around the time that I was like 27, our paths just kind of changed and I didn't, and then Herman and I started living together, my boyfriend, and it was just a different a different path. And so we did, we just kind of like fell, fell up, our friendships fell apart. And then my best friend in Canada, I, you know, I started my own business and that friendship fell apart. She would come and visit me. And it was a, it was a hard time because I just, I just, then I felt like I didn't have a lot of support around me. And I think support is such a big thing. You know, we might not think that it is, and we might think that we can do everything on our own, but just having support and, and community around you is an important thing. I think it's how we can all grow and 
be the best versions of ourselves because at some point, even if you are a little bit of a hermit, it can just really lift you up and help you get to the next level. And I think it is an important thing. So it, it was great to have Herman, my sister is here, but and obviously my family and everyone is here to support me, but I felt for a, for a long time, for a few years in my 20s and my later 20s, I felt like I didn't have a lot of support. And then at the same time, I felt like it kind of all happened for me, not to me, because it was during the time that I was also really focusing on building my business and quitting my corporate job and all of these things were happening. And I felt like if I had friends and distractions, then maybe I wouldn't have focused as hard as I did on my business and the things that I wanted. And then also it gave me an opportunity to really connect with myself and to get to know what I wanted and who I was. I felt like I was getting to know myself all over again and, and the things that I wanted and just really kind of having a lot more time to really think about stuff. So I think the takeaway here is that it's when something doesn't work out, when a friendship doesn't work out, when a relationship doesn't work out, when things kind of fall apart, it's never about you. And even if it feels like it is, I think that sometimes people will try to blame you for things that they are feeling, but we are all responsible for our own feelings and our own actions. And so it's never about you, no matter what it is. And everything happens for you, not to you. So number 10 is just getting connected with myself and really building my trust muscle to allow my intuition to guide me. So that was has been something even in the past year that has been really such a strong pulling force in my life. And it's been something that I've really, really found so helpful and it's been important because I think that just really getting in touch with yourself, your own inner needs is, and your own inner guidance for that matter is just, it's something that we all have the ability to do and not all of us make that a priority in our lives. Like we're constantly looking for outward approval for things or, you know, what should I do? And so we're always asking other people for, to help us with these decisions when everything that you need is inside of you. And I know that's such like a, an overused sentence, but it really is true because you only you know what's best for you and when you can take the time to really listen inward and get even get to know yourself on that level and take the time to do that then that's when you can just achieve the best results possible and really get to that next level in your life because when like it's it's crazy i'm trying to think of an example that can make a bit more sense to you but it's just like someone might tell you um, and this, this can just be a crazy example, but I was at my sister's house. There was fires in California and, um, her boyfriend was like, don't go, don't drive through Hollywood. Like take the 405. It'll be faster. And I mean, it was like Friday night rush hour. And in my head, I was like, he's probably right. And so I got in my car, but I had, I was like, no, like something in my, in my gut. It was just like, go through Hollywood. So I went through Hollywood. I, I know that the fire was on the 40, like right by the 405. I'm just not sure how the road was, but I just listened to my, my gut, my inner guidance. And it didn't take me very long to get home at all. It was the one night on a Friday night, crazy. I know very little traffic got home and was like, all right, you know, I trusted my gut and it led me the right way. And that won't always happen. But I think, you know, when you do just look inward a little bit more and you trust your intuition and, and you focus on that, like you can really just follow your own path and achieve the things you want. And I think so often we can be swayed by what other people do 
you know, what, how they achieve success. And so we try to follow in their footsteps and it's good to have those leaders and those mentors that can kind of guide you along the way. But when you can really focus on what you feel is best suited for you, that is when you are going to get ahead in life. And that is when you're going to make the money. And that is when you are going to achieve the body and be happy and successful and whatever that means to you, whatever success means to you, just really following your own guidance to get there is such an important practice to to really focus on, I believe. So the takeaway here is just really focusing on what you feel is right for you and getting in touch with your own intuition, being a little bit more mindful. I think self-awareness is such a big thing in how we can really achieve our full potential and be the happiest versions of ourselves and live our best life and live our best life being as healthy as we possibly can. Because when we are more mindful and self-aware, it it helps us twofold with how we manage our diabetes. So that is the takeaway here. And I just want you to know the takeaway for this entire episode is now we're here. Can you see how everything has led to something bigger, something greater? Like when you look at these top 10 takeaways from my 20s, can you see how everything has just kind of propelled itself forward into another thing that has led into the next best thing, you know, like everything is like has a domino effect and kind of has helped support the next venture, the next takeaway over the last 10 years. So I want you to take this minute right now. I want you to think about the top 10 things in your life over the past 10 years and see where have those things led you. So Whenever you have a minute, take a second. It could be right now, but if you're driving, don't do it. But take a minute, write down or think about the top 10 things in your life over the past 10 years and just see where it's led you. You might find that everything, whether it's good or bad, has led you somewhere much better than the last place. But if you find it to be the opposite, then perhaps you can at least see where things kind of swayed off direction, where you kind of fell off course a little bit. And just know that you are so special and your path is not an accident. And everything that you do is leading you to somewhere greater. It's leading you to where you are meant to go in this lifetime. And you are meant for greatness. I don't have any doubt about that in my mind. And the universe has your back. And the universe only ever wants the best for you. And loves you no matter what. So that's one thing that I know for certain. So I just want you to know how much potential you have. And even with type one diabetes, there's nothing that you can't achieve. There's nothing that you can't do. And I would love to hear about your experiences. I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode. If you want to go ahead and scroll down to the bottom of this episode and tap to leave me a review. Let me know what your takeaway was. Let me know what you thought about this episode. And if you want to just even send me a DM on Instagram and let me know if you found any pattern over the last 10 years for yourself, what takeaways that you have taken away from this episode that have helped you look at your own life in a different way. I would love to know. And friend, I love you so much. Have an amazing day and I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.